If you got it, it ain't a question. Oh, it ain't no one for guessing. No more than emotionally invested. Showing you all my imperfections. Oh, if I let you, don't take me for granted. Yeah, it was worth more than you could manage. Manage, yeah. Open with me, oh, we could be honest. Closer to me, oh, giving me size. Promise that you won't let me fall. Holding me tight, loving me right, giving me life. All night you could be. Telling me lies, making me cry, wasting my time the whole time, so just be careful what you take for granted. Hey, hello and good morning. This is the Making of the Mogul podcast and I am your host, uh, behavioral scientist, Tanola Oliver. And thank you so much for joining me of this edition of the Making of a Mogul podcast where the dream is free, but the hustle, the hustle, the hustle, the hustle was sold separately, baby. And um, what do we do on this podcast? This is a podcast that is a derivative of the live research study that I conducted on Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. And um, I thought I would jump on here today because I'm really, really excited um, about the um, the potential of the documentary that I um, that I'm working on for Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. And so. Um, I was able to turn in the first draft of the documentary and I apologize that I have to whisper, um, it's still morning time. And, um, so, um, everyone is not awake in the, uh, in the, uh, environment that I'm in. And so I am attempting to whisper so that I do not, wake anyone up. And so I'm excited about um, the initial um, draft of the, um, and the title of the documentary is 21 Questions, um, Lived Research uh, Experience of Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. And so I turned in the first draft and um, I am ready to start working on the second draft of the project. And so, um, in the meantime, I've continued to move forward with, um, uh, turning the book praying, uh, into a film as well. And, um, so I'm having some discussions with some professionals about that and we'll see how that works out. (coughs) And as you all know, um, I'm not in a race with anyone except for myself. So I'm not in like any hurry. Um, I don't have any deadlines. Um, I'm just working exponentially while I have the um, the unction and the drive to work on both of those projects. And so um, I thought this would just be a good opportunity to come to this platform and um, to pat myself on the back and congratulate myself. And um, I wanted to have a conversation today as well, um, because uh, we are in a very volatile um, financial market right now. 
And um, really for me, it is a reflection of the administration, uh, the current administration that's in the White House. And so I think the smokescreen that Biden has used is his um, promotion of African-American women or women, minority women on his platform. Um, And uh, I think that was very strategic because he realizes in order to, I I think what has been a mistake of, of past presidents that have been able to win a first term, but lose on the second term, for instance, Donald Trump, is that um, the minority and the Black vote is extremely, particularly um, Black women vote is extremely important to that second term. And and I don't know that Black women, that it weighs more heavily on Black women than it does just Black um, households in general. Um, for um, presidents to win that second term. And so I think um, his strategy um, has been to promote and provide platform to African-American women. And I think that is a smokescreen for his lack of um, policy initiative and financial literacy to shift the financial paradigms of these United States of America. Um, there's a number of things that we could be doing um, to shift uh, the economic situation that we are currently involved in. Uh, some people say we're not in a recession because the real estate market is booming. Um, but I would... Uh, wonder or 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 um, consider that potentially we are um, on the verge of a recession um, and so the real estate industry is not always um, indicative or an indicator or the litmus test for the economy right and while um, the real estate industry historically has been a, um, a predictor. Fast forward today after the first, uh, well, the, the first real estate crash that I lived through, right? Um, real estate is no longer an indicator of how the economy is actually, whether it's thriving, struggling, um, or uh, in the process of tanking, right? Um, and that's based on the real estate crash um, that occurred in, what was that, about 2009. 2007 is when it started. 2009 is when we really, really seen the effects of it. And so... Um, Today, I want to talk about real estate. And again, I want to debunk some myths. And why do I have to sometimes uh, bring myself to my platform to debunk some myths? Um, I think most people know that uh, my platform has been under attack um, since I stepped to a public space um, to market myself as an expert. 
Um, so that's been probably, um, that's been probably about six years now that my platform has been under attack and people have, um, attempted to shift the narrative as it relates to my expertise and things of that nature. Um, coincidentally, um, it was, um, strategic for me, not realizing that it was a strategy at the time. That's why you have to depend on the Holy Ghost to lead, guide, and direct you. So when I uh, did the live research uh, experience study on Donald Trump, I never knew that I would have to refer to that research um, as a reference for myself um, as it relates to various um, economic situations that um, that have arisen um, in various uh, pockets and hiccups um, in my professional career, and so, and I'm and when I talk, I'm dating back like twenty twenty five years, um, and so there has been this reoccurring rumor. So everybody knows that I was in real estate for probably a total of about 18 years um, in many different, um, a, a plethora of real estate in many different capacities, right? Um, from an investor to um, an agent to a commercial to just a, um, in, in many different capacities. I've been involved in real estate uh, development, um, contract negotiation uh, in various different ways. And so there was um, some rumors that, um, and, and I don't think that it is coincidence that I'm on this platform on a Sunday having a conversation about this, because I think it's essential, one, for us to understand how people can shift narratives about you, one, and then two, I say it over and over again, how essential and very important it is to have the right people um, in your um, in your sphere of influence, so that while you're attempting to to build the boat and row the boat that you don't have anybody on the boat drilling holes in the boat, right? While you're attempting to build. And um, so there was uh, some rumors that, and anybody that's ever been in real estate has had to deal with the ebbs and flows of real estate. Um, I entered the real estate uh, industry around the age of 21 years old. And... Um, It was a very interesting journey. Um, and so there's been a lot of um, rumors around. So I've managed um, from as little as single family homes to uh, multi-million dollar deals, um, properties, um, several um, hundreds of properties and single families and contractors and, and all of what goes with that. And so um, there were some rumors that um, 
that were slated towards my ability to manage business effectively, um, particularly um, as it related to the real estate industry and that um, I had mismanaged some funds. And due to that, um, some property was lost. And um, that is very much incorrect. And so what I want to shed a light on today, uh, when I talk about creating circles of influence for yourself, for people that know you, like you, and want to see you succeed, um, you have to use a level of discernment for that. Um, And the reason uh, that you have to do that, again, is because you want people who are building while you are building or, or holding your arms up while you are building, but not attempting to um, tear you down in the process or uh, attempting to sabotage as you build. And so um, the Lord offered me a word last night and um, he's, uh, the Lord spoke into my hearing. It was about three or four o'clock in the morning when I woke up out of my sleep. And the Lord says, I'm sending sabotage to the sabotager. The Lord says, I am about to sabotage the sabotager. And typically I don't share words like that because I'm the good news prophet, right? I don't like to... Um, I I think there are enough, um, um, prophets of warning, dark prophets. And, um, I, I think there's enough out of there, out there, uh, in that range that, um, I don't need to add my voice into that dimension of prophecy. And so I always stay within the positive things and notions that I hear the Lord say, and it's always, and as you know, um, I, I'm, I'm marketplace, right? My ministry is marketplace. And so when the Lord typically speaks prophetically, it's usually related to the marketplace, um, which is why I'm saying that real estate is no longer an indicator of how, I mean, it's obvious, right? We know that real estate is not necessarily an, uh, indicative of what a financial situation. And so... Um, There were some rumors out there um, that I had mismanaged some funds and so on and so forth. And um, honestly, what happened was I, um, an associate of mine, um, just for whatever reason, um, uh, the enemy had, um, uh, and I don't want to use the word, the enemy had taken a hold of her heart. Right. And, um, next thing you know, there was, I was excited because a a friend of hers from the church she attended was wanting, was renting my, my place. And I was excited about it because uh, I'm a referral based person. Right. Um, I believe in cooperative economics and I believe that when people come to you, um, and they know somebody that know you, and that person is of character and of moral compass, then that should speak more for that person um, than it speaks for someone who is a complete stranger, right? Um, There was a time in my life when I felt that very strongly. And to some degree, I do still feel that way. 
um, just with a different uh, filter and lens of perspective by how I see people, right? Um, and how I measure people as it relates to whether they are for me or against me. And, um, and, and I just want to remind you again that there are always more people for you than there are against you. Understand that. And so the enemy sometimes tries to magnify the people that are against us because the people that are against us are typically people who are the loudest. Um, but this is what I want you to know and understand is that the people that are loud, um, are that they, uh, provide chance and opportunity to the people who are silent and watching and disgusted, um, at the actions of people who, um, who, uh, were supposed to be for you, but for whatever reason, um, the enemy gripped their heart and, uh, they went another direction against you. And so um, there are enough people in your sphere of influence and people that you you haven't met yet um, that are prepared to help you to get to your next level and to usher you into another dimension of functionality professionally, career, and financially. Um, so don't you be dismayed or discouraged by the people who insistently want to lean into the narrative um, that you don't have the ability to recover or want to keep you pigeonholed to a certain perspective. The Lord says that he is sabotaging the sabotager. Um, and that's whether you, you just met them yesterday, you just meet them today, or if you met them 10 or 15 years ago, um, the Lord is handling, um, the spirit of sabotage in your life. And so, um, and so, um, I was excited about this young man renting the place and, um, I always had a heart for, single people with no children who were attempting to build their lives because there is a lot of resources out there for people um, who have children that are not necessarily out there for people who don't have children. Um, and then people assume that people that don't have children um, have a lot more resources and know with all and ability when really people that don't have children just have more time to work, right? Um, and so at this particular time in my life, I was working three jobs. I was building a real estate portfolio and, um, I had rented out this place. I was super excited about it. Um, it was a friend of, of, it was a friend of a friend that, that, you know, church community. So I was excited about that. It was a believer. And, um, so I believe in the um, the economy of the kingdom. Right. And so, um, they were there for maybe, a, it was close to a year, maybe a year. Um, and then suddenly I received the telephone message that the basement had flooded at the place. And, um, so, which was strange, um, because I used to live in this particular house. This was one of the rentals that I actually used to live in. The basement had never, ever flooded, ever. Um, but um, 
the gentleman said the basement had flooded and I had no reason to, um, dispel that now. Um, and I asked about the water, if we needed to drain the water, long story short. Um, so the water, the basement had drained. However, the furnace, um, had been destroyed in the flood. And, um, so I replaced, uh, did what I had to do necessarily, um, to replace the furnace. Um, and all of this had happened like within months of me building, uh, building my home. And, um, I, I'm trying to think, had I moved into the house yet? I either, I had just built the house and it was ready for me to move into, or I had just moved into the house. And, um, now I was dealing with this flooded basement and this furnace that, um, this furnace that needed to be repaired. So no big deal. Um, it wasn't worth turning into the insurance based on the deductible that I was dealing with. Right. Um, which was a, um, an error on my part. You live and you learn. And, um, so I paid out of pocket to have the furnace replaced time for the rent to be paid. Never did not hear from the tenant was reaching out to the tenant. Finally went over to the place and the place was empty. Um, and so newly built home. Uh, I think I was down to working two jobs, um, and just a, um, just an independent woman, right? Working hard to build, to build herself. And um, it is so important that you have people in your life and in your environment who, um, one, are willing to say, how'd you do that? Or two, um, maybe they don't want to do it, but should be willing to cheer you on and not sabotage you, right? It takes a certain type of person um, with a certain type of heart uh, to be willing to cause that type of damage, right? Financial damage to you. And um, and here's the thing is it wasn't about whether he could pay the rent or not pay the rent. I had, I had worked with him before. So it wasn't even a conversation, right? Um, it was just something that coincidentally had happened right after I had built my house. Um, and so there was this presumption that I was making all of this money and it wasn't that I was making a lot of money. It was just what I was doing with the money that I was making. Um, on my full-time job, I was making less than $45,000 a year when I had my house built. Um, but I had a number of other things that were bringing income into my household and this is what I want to encourage you about today um, is that, number one, I want you to maintain the environment of the people that you allow around you, um, which is why it's important to keep a people around you who um, are potentially doing better than you or at the momentum that you are at, right? Um, because then the, it is the potential that you don't have to worry about people attempting to sabotage you. Uh, sometimes there are relationships where people 
don't want somebody to to do as well as they're doing. But I just trust and believe that in this season of your life, based on what I've heard um, the Lord say uh, last night, um, is that he's shifting your environment and he's connecting you with people who know you like you want to see you succeed. Um, And while he's sabotaging the sabotager, he's also blessing the blesser. And so because of the pureness of your heart and your intentions, that not only is the Lord sabotaging the sabotager, but he's blessing people um, a hundredfold that are a blessing to you. Um, and, and that's something that has always rested on my life. I've never seen the Lord use somebody to open a door for me and a door wasn't open for them. Now I have seen some critical things of the opposite of somebody who attempted to, um, to shut a door or to sabotage a door. And then the Lord respond, um, Partially, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about blessing the blesser. And so um, the Lord is sending people into your life to open up doors and opportunities for you um, that were blocked because you were blindsided by the people that were in your life. And so what is my primary function of today and why am I on this platform today? It's, I, I just... Um, completed a project of something that I I never um, had a desire to do, which was, um, now I've always desired to write books, never necessarily to venture out into film. Um, But because I was in the environment with the right people, the Lord made it happen. Um, And not that it was, you know, and I still feel some kind of way about it. Not that we're just having a conversation, right? Not that uh, it was what I feel like is the best of um, work that I have to offer, um, but it's the best that I had to offer uh, within the time frame that I wanted to um, enter the project, right, um, as the initial um, completion date. And... Um, based on my expertise at the level that it's at. And so I'm excited about the Lord expanding my expertise, but you have to be in environments where um, you're in environments with people that know you like, you want to see you succeed and are willing to help you expand that expertise. That's one that I'm talking about today, establishing yourself as an expert and getting into the environments where people will provide to you good information so that you can expand your expertise. Number two, um, environment. Again, um, who's watching your life um, on the front seat and who's on the back row and who's in your ear and who has access to you? And the people that have access to you, do they deserve to have access to you? Um, And who are you overlooking that should have access to you but don't, right? Number two, so we're talking about access, we're talking about expertise, and then number three, we're talking about money. I I just mentioned that when I had my house built, I was making less than $45,000 a year. 
So in the eyes and perspective of other people, I was making way more money than that. Um, but it's not how much you make is what you do with what you make. And, um, I am praying that the Lord establishes you so that you can do great exploits with whatever you have access to. Now, mind you, that was 20, 25 years ago, right? And so, uh, inflation, right? Uh, we're, we're not even going to, uh, touch that. But may the Lord establish you that you may do more than what you anticipate that you can do with what you have access to. That is my prayer for you. And that you encounter people, um, employers, associates, organizations, and communities that have a heart for who you are. And may those experiences be not experiences of negativity, but of experiences of increase and truthful experiences. It is time out in your life for the people who feel like the only way that they can have access to you is to be a conduit of friction in your life. That door is closing. That door is closed and locked. In this season, the only people that have access to you, that have your ear, um, that have your eye, um, that have access to you are people that know you, like you, want to see you succeed, and are truth tellers. I've run into a lot of liars um, in my journey. Um, number one, because they wanted to make themselves appear to be more than what they really were. Or two, because they wanted to be um, a conduit of preventing me from progressing. And so what I'm saying to you today is that door is shut. This is your season of finance so that you can fund the vision, whether that's for your business or whether it's for you, your personal household. This is a season of environment where you'll be in an environment of people that know you, like you, want to see you succeed, not based on their perspective, but based on who you say that you are, right? Because that's the most important, who you say that you are, not, not other people's perspective, but who you say that you are. And um, thirdly, is that the people access the people that have access to you are the people that are that have the ability to be conduits of positive interaction and positive experiences. All right. And so this is behavioral scientist Tanola Oliver. This is the making of the mogul podcast where the dream is free, but the hustle, the hustle, the hustle, the hustle was sold separately. And I am so excited today. Um, to provide you that information. And I wish that I could, um, I could have talked louder to you so that you could really hear the excitement in my voice. Um, but I am excited about first, 
right? First, first time producing, first time writing, first time um, authors, uh, first time millionaires, first time billionaires, first time uh, 